And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how we choose joy and we choose a positive mindset even in the midst of a difficult health diagnosis like metastatic breast cancer. And we're going to talk about how we can still build a business even while we're walking through something like a health diagnosis. Because when we do that, we have flexibility of time and we can find the financial potential and stability that we might need in our lives. And we're also going to talk about how building a business around a network marketing and social marketing company has allowed her to find really great financial success and flexibility of time. So I think you're going to be really inspired by the conversation I have today with an old friend of mine, Don Andrews. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I'd like to welcome Don Higgins Andrews, who is a mom of five. She is a businesswoman who started a Plexus business seven years ago, and she has a team of over a thousand women that are on her team growing that business. She is also a seven-year metastatic breast cancer survivor and thriver. I would love to welcome her to the show today. Hi, Dawn. Hey, so happy to be here, Kristen. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I have known Dawn actually since high school, and I continue to be inspired, encouraged by her and how she leads women both in Plexus and in her life and in her faith journey and even in her journey of living with breast cancer. So I just, I'm so excited to have you here today, Dawn, to share your message of hope and your message of helping women move beyond their circumstances and their hardships to step into their light and their future possibilities. I would love it if you can share a little bit about your journey and your backstory with our listeners. Sure. Yes. So like she said, I'm a proud mom of five. And back in 2014, There I was, I was actually stay-at-home mom, homeschooling all five of my babies, looking at, you know, just living life, doing, having a, you know, just a normal, good mom life. And then I, the the couple things happened kind of simultaneously. I got to a point where I thought, wow, you know, I'd love to be able to sort of contribute back to our family. My husband had always made the money and was a business owner and we are in the construction industry. And during that time, we were kind of facing that kind of hard economy, right? And so things, there became a little bit more pressure on our family financially. And I thought, wow, I'd love to be able to kind of give back. But I thought, well, I've got five babies at home. At the time, they were two to 12 years old. And I was homeschooling, so I didn't really want to work outside the home. So I started actually kind of looking for opportunities. What kinds of things could I do to kind of help out and be able to kind of stay home and do all the things that I love doing, which is be home with my babies. So I started to look around. I actually kind of stumbled upon an opportunity with a health and wellness company called Plexus. I was always very interested in health and wellness. I grew up as a gymnast and just loved fitness and exercise. And so it really resonated with me that this was something that I could get behind. 
I love the supplements. I love the idea of gut health. I love the idea of helping people. And it was a home-based business opportunity. So I kind of stepped into that with not huge expectations. I thought, you know, I'll do this thing. And if I'm making an extra 500 bucks a month, that'll be really awesome and really great and helpful. And so I kind of didn't start out with like this big, huge dream of making it a full-time professional income. So as I kind of stepped into it again, kind of started to see, wow, people are really loving what I'm able to offer friends and family kind of hop on board. And at the same time, I started to see other women who I thought, gosh, they're just like me. Their mom's just like me. And they're doing amazing things with this business. Like they were really looking at it and going, you know, from 500 to a thousand to 5,000 to $10,000 a month in a really short amount of time. And so I saw this as like, wow, this is quite an opportunity. This is quite something. And I sort of just kind of stepped back and went, you know, I think if I, if they can do it, I can do it too. And really started putting my energy and my efforts into growing this business. So that's kind of the first part of the story. So as I was getting started, I did just start to see the success. I was loving it. I was getting, I was 39 at the time. I thought I'm going to celebrate my 40th birthday in June. This is going to be mama's new thing. I'm like, I might even send the kids back to school, you know, like maybe the homeschooling thing's done. Like I had these big, huge ideas of what life was going to look like moving forward as I was pursuing this, this business opportunity. So really like, really it was about five months into it. I actually started to notice and these health supplements were actually starting to help me lose weight. So it's very natural healing kind of approach, but I was starting to lose weight. And as I was doing that, I started noticing that my right breast was not getting smaller and my left one was because, you know, women, a lot of times we lose weight in that area. So I was like, maybe I should get this thing checked out. So sure enough, I went in on um, June the 2nd, never forget this date, for the mammogram. And without even leaving the office, they pretty much sat me down and said, you need to go ahead and prepare yourself. This is most likely, you know, a breast cancer and it looks like it's pretty advanced. And so you're going to need to get in and see somebody as soon as possible. And actually, whenever I say that, I actually, I still get the chills because I see myself sitting in that chair and looking up at the wall at the pink ribbons and the breast care navigator and the messages. And it's like that place that you just never imagine that you're going to end up. You really don't. And so the whole world just kind of flashed before me. You talk about a major life hack. And so I then at that point was diagnosed with an aggressive breast cancer at the age of 39 on my 40th birthday, which remember I was getting ready to celebrate the big 40th with all these big dreams. I actually was in the hospital getting a Mediport, <laughs> getting prepared for um, what was going to end up being chemo, radiation, a mastectomy, the whole nine yards. Um, and so kind of fast forward a little bit, when the dust kind of settled and I kind of wrapped my mind around what was getting ready to happen um, in my life, I remember like thinking about, you know, all the things that I had been excited about with building the Plexus business and building this, what I saw is this opportunity to, to really build the life of our dreams, like that we can really go all the way and it can really change the future for our family and change like the financial legacy because there was so much opportunity in it. And I thought to myself, that didn't change. My life circumstances have changed. This diagnosis has changed things, but my dream didn't change. And so I remember making a very conscientious decision to say, you know what? I'm not giving up on the dream 
just because this really bad thing has happened to me. And then really like, and then just sort of decided. (laughs) And I think so much of what we do in life is a decision, right? And I have to say this to people because they'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it. That's so hard. I'm like, my heart is no different than your heart. We're all going to have heart. God never said we weren't going to come here and suffer, right? That's not the deal. That's not how, that's not how living as a human on earth works. We're, we're going to suffer. We're going to have hard, we're going to have hard times, but it's really about like that decision that we make of how we're going to handle it and the perspective. And so I decided in that moment to work around it. You know, I wasn't going to be able to, of course, work the way that I worked before. I was going to have chemo. Was it going to feel good? There was going to be some days that were going to be not so good. Probably wasn't going to be able to build and grow the business as quickly as I wanted to originally. I found myself in doctor's offices. I found myself around other cancer patients. What a wonderful place to be able to share health and wellness, right? (laughs) They need to hear that stuff. And so I was able to, to be bold there and share with people and have the opportunity. And I mean, there's so many people that I met along the way, like in the infusion room that were going through cancer, that were tired and were sick and were hurting. And I was able to share some natural ways for them to, to be able to improve their health while they were going through a really hard time. So that was just such a gift and a blessing that God was able to use me in that way. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of became the norm was, okay, well, we're going to work around this thing. We're going to make this work. And then was able to, in fact, kind of build the business to a pretty high level, to a six-figure income, professional level, to a jewel level within the company within two years while going through the breast cancer. So that's kind of the start of my story. And then Kristen, I'll let you kind of chime in from there. Yeah. I mean, Dawn, you know, like you said, I love that you pointed out that, yeah, everybody's going to have to have things, trials and tribulations in their lives. Yes, they all might look different. Some might look harder or, or longer, right? Longer paths. But the point is we all have trauma or loss or a, a diagnosis, you know, that sort of thing that happens to us. And I love that you said, I had to just make the decision that I still want to move towards the life that I want to build for my family. Maybe in this moment, it's not going to be what I want it to look like. But if I keep putting in the work when I feel well enough, then I can have that financial legacy and that financial resilience and financial flexibility for, you know, as I feel better. But the other thing I want to talk about is what I love is that while you didn't want this health diagnosis to happen to you, no one does, this building this business have provided such financial and time flexibility to you. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, so absolutely. So it it became, you know, exponential in the way that they kind of grew financially. And as I looked at it, I thought, you know, there's no way if I was to go to have a job, a nine to five job or a boss and the time of the amount of time that I would need off or not feeling well, like they would never kind of keep you around. And so knowing that I was able to really be flexible with that was just such a gift and remains a gift. I mean, this, this journey, like I said, it's been going on now for seven years and I am in the middle of a metastatic journey, which metastatic means it's kind of ongoing, that there's really no end to it, you know? So it would still be the same way. And I'll just kind of throw in there in the middle of the seven year journey in 2018. In fact, my body did hit a really, really a brick wall. It was as if it was like, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. And I was actually hospitalized for really nine out of 12 months of that year. And because this is a social marketing, network marketing sort of team environment, the company that 
what I believe God put as a gift in my lap way before I realized what I was going to need was able to continue to sustain itself, even though I was not able to work at all. For an entire year, I did not work at all, but had a really good team in place to kind of do that. And so that was just like, what a gift for our family to still have that. And on the backside of it, also having the extra financial um, sort of security allowed us, has allowed me to be able to pursue clinical trials out of state been able to allow us to travel. So I've been, I've done a ton of alternative holistic treatments, but of course they're not paid for by insurance. And so again, I'm, I never cannot sort of weave my faith into my story. I just feel like God just really set our family up before we had any idea, you know, in the beginning, I'm dreaming of like, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to buy the beach house for the family. And now it's like, oh my goodness, thank goodness I have enough like we have enough financial security to be able to pursue, you know, a treatment option that I need that might save my life. And so, you know, with that being said, all of us, we never know what life is going to throw at us, right? It's like one day, like June 1st for me and June 2nd looked way different. That can happen to anybody at any time. So super, super grateful for that financial blessing. Yeah, it's, it is. And I think that's one of the benefits of starting your own thing, whether, you know, it's your own business or like you said, your you're working in a business like Plexus. So I think that's, those are such great opportunities for people to consider whether they start it as just a side hustle or they step into it as a full-time, or when I say full-time, I mean a full-time income, not necessarily full-time hours always. Right. Never, I've never worked full-time hours, honestly. It's beautiful. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that should be most, most people's goal, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, let me ask you, I know that uh, two things that are you're very passionate about. One is leading women. And so Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that in a minute, you know, like what are the types of messages you share and that you feel like can encourage and empower them. And the other part of it is, is your, your brand or your, um, the concept of do joy now. So maybe we can talk about those two things and how they're absolutely. Absolutely. So like I said, I love health and wellness. I love really, I mean, that piece of it, there's sort of, sort of double, the double piece of it. So health and wellness, and then teaching people about like, let's get ourselves right and healthy before you get into a disease situation, like, don't be like me, you know, as I rewind, I think about some of the things I probably could have done. I was having babies. You never know. I mean, that's all, but I do like educating people, but actually what gets me even more (laughs) excited and more fired up is when I get to work with women to really dig into their vision. Like let's talk about dreaming again, because you know, we all were there. We're little girls. We're young people. We want to change the world. We have these ideas and then life gets in the way, right? Like life. And then we have, and we we love our children, but boy, we get, you know, we start giving everything we can to our families and our children. And we kind of forget about ourselves. We forget about that self-care. We forget about maybe those things that we were really good at. Those things, gifts that God gave us, the things that, you know, light us up, that passion and that fire in our belly. And we we just forget those things and we lose ourselves sometimes. And so it is so exciting to me when I, when I work with somebody to say, it's just like, if nothing else, if you had nothing holding you back, what would your life look like? What do you, are you, let's dig into that. Like, what is it that, that God gave you that's so special about you? Let's pull that out. Let's Let's dig that out and then helping to just really overcome because in the meat, we also get in our headspace, right? 
that mind starts to, to spin and tell us all the things we're not good at and all the things that we can't do. So like sometimes, you know, it's like, let's just quiet the mind and ask it to step aside for a minute and just kind of let that higher self emerge and really dig into that. And so to me, that is just so fun when I, when I work with somebody and then that, that light bulb goes off and they go, wait a minute, I can do this. Wait a minute, I can dream big. Wait a minute, I have a future. Um, and then they make it happen. And one of the, the greatest things that happened like this summer was one of my girls who was a nurse and had been for a long time and kind of struggling with it. Um, just, she got to retire from her job. Like she got to retire and could do this full time with me. And she's so happy in the time freedom and it's just so fun. And so I just love, that's just so fun to me. I just love it. Yeah, I love it because what you're helping them, yes, see that it's possible for them. This, you know, the, the future that they want is waiting for them if they're just willing to take that first step and then keep stepping into it. And then I also love that you're you're able to help women, you know, or men, but I know it's primarily women. Mm -hmm. You're able to help them, like you said, find financial stability and then flexibility of time. So like you said, they can be available to their family more. They can go do the things that they've maybe wanted to do and put on hold for their careers or for their raising of their family or, or whatever it might be. Absolutely. I love that. Yes. So, so true. Um, and then you asked me about do join now. Yeah. So let me tell you guys this quick story about how do join now came to be. And I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Um, so when I told you guys in 2018 was my year of being in the hospital. So it was actually July the fourth weekend and I was laying in the hospital room and I was by myself. My family was home because I was being treated at UVA, which is about three, three hours from my home. And at the time I had, won't get into the medical side, but I had fluid in my lungs. And I also at that time had just found fluid around my heart, which was very, very dangerous. And that fluid around my heart was life-threatening, very life-threatening. And so they had come in and explained that to me. And I was in a place of, wow, I never imagined that I might not live. That was really, that was like real. It hit me. And so I was actually in the hospital room, pulled out my journal, and I just started writing letters to my children. Like I have five of them and I wanted to write letters about, you know, friendship and marriage and dating and all the things I imagined that were coming down the pike that I might not be around to be able to to pour into them. And so I wanted them to have that. So I was, this, you can imagine, so you can imagine this headspace I was in, right? And so I was, you know, I'm doing that. And then I was actually on social media, of course. So I'm, I'm like on Facebook and I'm watching everybody go out with their families and have these wonderful cookouts and each weekends and, you know, 4th of July. And again, it was sort of like this decision of I'm over here in the hospital thinking about dying and leaving my family and everybody else gets to go have a normal life and have the time of their life celebrating 4th of July. So I felt this like tug in my heart, like I can be really mad about this and really angry about this and feel really sorry for myself about this or not. Again, at that moment where you just kind of make that decision. And so um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on out on social media, just very organically and randomly. Hey, this is kind of what's going on for me. I would love to for you all to really understand how fortunate you are and how lucky you are to be with your family and to be having fun and to be having joy. And if you don't mind, I want you to post as many pictures 
of you enjoying your life and tag me in them so I can see them and live vicariously through you. And then it just came to me, this idea of do joy now. So I said, and then hashtag it, do joy now, so we can keep up with each other. And it was just this beautiful thing that happened, you know, of course, everybody flooded it. And it was just a sort of fun, really organic way of celebrating life as opposed to being, eh, you know, mad about the fact that I wasn't doing life with them. It kind of morphed into we had a lot of fun and a lot of following with it. And we ended up like printing t-shirts with our Do Joy Now logo and doing some merchandise. My mom and sister owned a promotional product company. So it was super easy to do that. And so when we sold the merchandise, we were actually able to give the money to other cancer patients who were struggling. So we gave a few scholarships. And so we still, you know, so it's still a thing, which I'm always like, I just kind of want to continue to pursue that avenue because I think it's such a great message and a great thing for people to remember. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you because I think too many of us do get stuck in the everything from the housework and the chores to the obligations, you know, the must-dos. And we we put the joy and the celebration and the love and the relationships sometimes on the back burner. But, you know, I try to tell people we need to put those in the forefront. You know, like in your case at that moment in the hospital, you couldn't necessarily be there doing the thing physically. But like you said, you made a choice to say, no, but I can still celebrate that I have this love and I have this family. And when I have the opportunity to be out of this hospital, I'm going to be doing those things, which I know you and your family feeling well, you know, and you're, you're in your days and your months and your seasons of feeling pretty good. You mm-hmm. are getting out there, right? I mean, so do you want to talk about that for a little bit? You really do try to celebrate the, you know, your life and your kids and your family, and your togetherness. So do you want yeah. to talk about that? Like things you do? I know you go boating and camping or RVing and things like that. Yes. Well, one of the great things was we were able to buy the RV. That was another, we called that our Plexus RV. Yeah. In summer, we're like, you know what? We're going to go just make memories and have fun. That was like in 2017. I mean, so that was awesome. So we've been able to do that with our family. Absolutely. I mean, I think whenever you've gone as low as I've gone with this, might I might not make it. Like, you know, we always, people will say that like, oh, you can die in a car accident. Like, yeah, but until you've actually really had to go there in your brain, you kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to process. So that has certainly changed the perspective of like, you know, it's just a little thing. I mean, really, honestly, just sitting down with your family for a meal and really being present and listening to one another and just enjoying one another, or even just going in the backyard and pushing them on the swing, even though they're kind of big now for that. But um, you know, so it doesn't have to be like these huge family vacations or right. these events. But I think the most important thing is being present, you know, doing the joy then now um, and recognizing those moments because we don't know how long we're going to have them. Right? That's, right. That's right. And whether it's because of our health or whether it's because our kids grow up, right? And they're, we don't get to keep making those memories while they're a children or a teenager, they grow up and start their own lives. But just on Mother's Day, you know, of course I thought, oh, are we going to go to the beach or what are we going to do? And I said, you know what? I have three sons, they're teenagers. So they don't necessarily want to do all the same things that we used to do. So I said, you know what? I'm fine. If we order takeout lunch, let's just hang out back and we'll just play games and eat lunch outside. So we played cornhole and spike ball and threw the football and, you know, but we were just, like you said, it was very simple, but we made memories and it was just us, nobody else here. There was no distraction as much of the social and the electronics, but it was great because like you said, it didn't 
cost money. It did, well, I mean, other than lunch, I guess we weren't going anywhere for that day, but it was just nice to slow down and just spend time together, which is invaluable. Which is invaluable and beautiful. It really is. I think some of those, those are some of the best times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll remember that day, right? I mean, I made a fool of myself with a spike ball and I kind of slow motion dove across the, the you know, but they'll remember that and think it's funny later. So yes, I love it. So Don, any other words of encouragement you might share with people about, you know, just not being afraid to step into something new or not being, not getting stuck in our past scripts because life is short and, you know, I think we just have to go for it. I think we do too. So I guess last words is, you know, sometimes things we look at opportunity or we look at something and it feels kind of scary. You know, I think sometimes our first reaction is like this fear of something new and something change. And so I would just say encourage when if you have those feelings, that's all the more reason to kind of push it aside and say, okay, yes, let's dig in. Let me not hesitate. Let me just, let me just say yes and see what happens. And just go for it because that's really where the breakthroughs happen, I think, in life. And that's where we start to really feel alive. I believe that really God designed us to feel alive, to have passion, to love our life, you know? And so if we're in a space where that's not happening. It's time to kind of open up and say, where do you want me? Where do you see me, God? What, what, you know, push me, push me into a, a zone that's uncomfortable. And then let me just say, yes, let me just say, yes they say everything's on the other side of fear, right? Whether it's an opportunity or whether it's sort of a realization or joy, but we have to walk through it. We have to kind of, like you said, put that aside and say, yes, in this moment, I might feel a little afraid or fearful, but it's nothing that's dangerous necessarily. Most of us, it's not dangerous thing. It's just a us thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, can I do it? But once we do it, we realize that wasn't so bad actually. And now I'm so happy that I've gone beyond. Yes. And to be mindful of fear of failure. I see that a lot with women that I work with, that they hold themselves back because of that fear of, well, what if I don't make it? But if we don't even try, then you never know, right? Be mindful of that when something feels scary. How I so agree. And the honest truth is, is we don't learn unless we make mistakes and unless we, you know, whether you want to call it a failure or just maybe it didn't succeed the way you wanted to, Mm -hmm. but the way we learn something new is by trying these different things and saying, oh, this part worked or this thing worked, this one didn't, but did it not work because of something else? Or, and then you just keep trying, you keep moving forward. And like you said, that is a mindset thing. You know, it's either a a growth mindset, right? Which is we keep growing and learning and trying and showing up or a fixed mindset, right? Which is kind of like holding us where we're at and then we're stagnant. So that's really important, actually. Yes. And that's so, I, you know, one thing that I work into my life every day is 15 to 30 minutes of growth mindset. There'd be a podcast, an audible, something really, I mean, something positive to kind of keep that mind thinking and growing. So absolutely. A, a good, really a daily practice that I absolutely think is crucial. Absolutely. I do the same. If I miss it, I actually can tell the difference in how my day goes or what I'm thinking. And on that same note, I was actually going to ask you before we wrap, are there any other daily practices you do that keep you grounded or keep you sort of centered or aligned or feel connected, you know, to God, those sort of things? Absolutely. I've had to put strategies into my life so I don't completely freak out. (laughs) Be honest with you. I mean, it's not easy to be going through a metastatic breast cancer diagnosis with five kids and young and trying to do everything. 
So I actually make a practice to number one, not touch my phone for the first hour that I'm awake in the morning because I need my mind to be settled and peaceful and the phone represents chaos and things to do. So that's number one. And then I, I committed to an hour outside every day, no matter what the weather. So even when it was cold and I do not like cold weather, I was like, I'm committed to it. And so I actually go outside to my backyard, which is like on the marsh in a peaceful spot and do prayer time and meditation. And then for me, I have to do very light exercises because I've had surgeries and my body's not, I can't really go run, unfortunately. That's another thing. If you can exercise and your body can go do it because I would love to be able to still be able to jump around and go to a Zumba class, but I physically can't. So spending that time just moving, I think it's really important. And so that time of no chaos, no phone, prayer, meditation. And when I say meditation, that's like listening because prayer is talking to God, which is important, but meditation is being quiet. And it's very important for us to be still and quiet and listen. And I think kind of, you know, for me outside is like getting in harmony with nature, like everything seems like everything else is in harmony, except times sometimes us as humans, the disconnect. And so we can kind of get into that. And so those practices are very important. And then I believe in order to get it kind of all done, time blocking is super important. So I time block in like loading the dishwasher, doing a little laundry, working, like everything's time blocks to be able to time manage well and stay on track. Yeah, those are all great. And I I have some similar practices I do as well. And it's funny, I just recorded a a mini episode. I think it maybe comes out on Monday about time blocking and, you know, prioritizing. So because I'm the same, I find I'm much more productive in the chunks of time when I'm working on similar stuff. Or like you said, I say, oh, I'm going to cut off at this time because I have things to do around the house or, or like you said, I need to get in my walk or whatever it might be. So I think those are all wonderful tips. And I think if people aren't doing them, maybe a recommendation is, is add in one more of those things, right? If they're not doing that baby steps, it doesn't have to be like you just like one little thing, even phone, you know, just don't touch the phone for 15 minutes. That's right. You're right. Because we're distracted and bombarded by news and media and all the things Mm -hmm. all the time, if we let it. So it, it is important for us to put it down and leave it in the other room sometimes and disconnect. So that's, that's an important message. So Dawn, thank you so much for your time today. It was such a beautiful and inspirational and important conversation and message. And I think a lot of people will be encouraged by so many things you shared today. Can you tell us how can people connect with you online and just kind of follow you and all those good things? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I love social media. That's how kind of I connect with people and build my business. So you can find me on Facebook and it's Dawn Higgins Andrews. So definitely send me a friend request or follow. And then maybe if you send me a personal message too and say, hey, I heard it that way, I you know, know to, to say, yeah, let's be friends. And then also on Instagram, it's Joyful Thriver, Dawn H. Andrews. So those are the two best ways because we can connect there. Wonderful. Oh, on Clubhouse too. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Clubhouse too. Very good. Well, wonderful. So we'll share that as well. I'll get your information. So thank you so much again. It was such a great conversation. I appreciate it. Love you, Miss Kristen. It's great to Love see you. Girl. Oh, I loved the conversation I had with Dawn today. I hope you found encouragement and inspiration in her story, both her health diagnosis and journey that she's still on, as well as her journey into building a business that's allowing for her to have financial freedom and financial stability, and also 
freedom of time, especially when she's found herself in places where she would never have been able to work a traditional job or run a traditional business. Oh, so good. And I just want to remind you, anything is possible and you just need to step out in faith in that we need to embrace our loved ones and embrace all the experiences that we have all around us. Because the truth is, we don't know what tomorrow brings, whether, you know, good or challenges. So get out there and live your best life. And these words by Emily P. Freeman really spoke to me about the conversation in the place we find ourselves in life. So here we go. Emily says, maybe you think it isn't the right time to show up. I'm not ready to write that book. Try for a baby. Take that job. Quit the one I've got. There can be real frustration for those who long to move but believe it isn't the right time. Showing up where you are with what you have is all you can do. You have two hands. Your sick parents. The items on your to-do list. You have, an ex- you have your extra deadlines. Your diagnosis. The children at your table. You have been given your life. What you hold in your hands. The ground beneath your feet. You've been asked to show up. How do I know? Because you were born. Maybe you have certain ideas about what it means to do your thing the right way. Maybe you're a writer or a musician or a painter, but you are stuck in a pattern of defeat. Maybe you homeschool your babies or you teach in a public school classroom, and your ideas of what it means to be a good teacher are keeping you from actually teaching. Maybe you just got married and you have this idea about what a spouse is supposed to do and be and look like, but your unrealistic ideas are keeping you from seeing your lover. In the midst of all your try-hard effort to do love right, you're missing out on loving well. Are you allowing your own expectations to hinder you from freely expressing yourself? Is your idea of the right way keeping you from your best way? Are you too distracted to show up? Are you living like a programmer instead of a poet? Showing up doesn't necessarily imply readiness or preparation or an invitation even. Showing up has simple implications. You are dressed. You are moving into the day. You have willing hands and an open heart. You are here. It's true, it might not be the right time to do a certain thing, pursue a particular endeavor, or make a final decision. You may be in the middle of a long period of waiting, something we'll talk about in the next chapter. But a lot of times, we confuse readiness with courage. So I just wanted to share her words with you today because I think too often we think, I can't. I can't do this. I can't start this thing because we hold ourselves in the moment or in the identity we currently are in, what we're walking through, the struggle, the pain, the trauma, our busyness, instead of saying, no, those aren't excuses, those aren't reasons not to do this, not to have the conversation, not to show up and encourage someone or step into this next thing. None of those are reasons. They are just part of who we are at this moment. And if you're ready to go after your dreams and define life on your terms, head on over to kristenfitch.com and download the free No Limits Workbook to help you look at different ideas in front of you and how you might create, scale, and monetize those ideas. So you can start going after your dreams today. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.